0: I'm Sadek, and I'm Christian, and this is episode 164 of Shades of Brown, and uh, we finally get to talk about Windows. <laughs>
1: uh, I, it's, I mean, it's, uh, it's. <laughs> I no, wait, what do you mean we finally get? Oh, right, right, because you've been, you've been, you have been. Oh my, okay, no, 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 no. So here, here, here we are. We got to start from. We're gonna start from the beginning. So I. I'm actually, I'm going to, I was about to pretend like we had an ongoing show note doc, but we should. We don't. We should actually. It might be a good idea, you know, to have like an ongoing show note doc, right? Where we just throw random links into, but we don't. But I, in my own personal list of things to talk about, have had the cancellation of Windows 10X for
0: like three months now. <laughs> when was it canceled? <laughs> I literally had nobody it in knows there. when it was canceled. It doesn't matter. It's, uh, it's 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 gone into the ether of uh, badly named Win- uh, Microsoft products. But I can finally
1: uh, bring it up now because this were two a week ago. Well, it's out. the The beta came out last week, but so like recently, Windows 11 was announced, and and it's the 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 I think the biggest thing is they literally took the UI from Windows 10x and just moved it over to uh to to Windows uh desktop. It's so. I think actually, before we get into Windows itself, I think it's. Uh, I'm not gonna start with Windows Phone. Trust me, I won't talk. I promise, I won't talk about Windows Phone. I promise. But I think it is important to mention like how you get from 10x to here, because 10x, right? As the meme, as the meme, ep- meme title episode was, it's an architectural redesign, right? But it genuinely was though, because it didn't run Win32 apps. It was UWP only, and they had a container. Think of it like a Docker container, right, or a flat pack. That would emulate like an entire registry and shit for a specific Win32 app. So that's how Windows 10x was designed to work. So completely different. Like the entire the update system was more like Android, right? Where you swap system partitions when you do updates and stuff. Nothing like how desktop Windows works.
0: No, it it's it is a new thing. I think the context of Windows 11. I I think going back to Windows 10. I one of the things that was sort of like a constant talking point. Was that this is like Windows Ten was supposed to be like the forever Windows, you know, like the Windows that like you always it's just Windows, right? You just keep updating it, not like some like a live service, right? Like it's a live service operating system.
1: Seasons of fucking Windows. (laughs) Seasonal seasonal content for Windows. (laughs) This
0: rebalancing
1: patch. You're gonna rebalancing uh patches for Windows. Oh, sorry, I got to pull up. I'm, I'm I'm so complete aside. We've been playing Overwatch recently cuz it got crossplay and um Satix been teaching me esports words. So we put my list. Um where where did you send it to me? You it's not gank. Diff. There you go. Windows Windows 11 diff I think is what we want to say, right? Oh
0: my god. No. But also, yeah like the content, like it's this is sort of the like the sort of backdrop of Windows 10 and I think sort of like after the pandemic like, the pandemic sort of shifted everything. Like sort sort of made it so that Windows became, like, vastly more important to Microsoft as a product because I feel like everybody was, like, at home using, like, Windows computers, right? Laptops, desktops, multi-monitor setups, Windows applications, Zoom, Teams, etc. Well,
1: specifically, Sachin Adela, in an interview with Neelai on The Verge, right, said part of his reasoning for, like, dedicating this time to Windows is, like, he's, like, at work, we use managed computers, right? But he's like, my daughters had to deal with this at home, <laughs>
0: referring to Windows. So a lot, of, a, a lot of, a lot of like the problems with Windows, like Windows 10 issues, like a lot of the glaring issues, like the UI differences between the old and the new, the sort of like the sort of jankiness of some of the stuff in Windows 10. Like it sort of all comes to the forefront when so many people are using it all the time for for work reasons, right? Like it's, it just becomes painful. So and and. And also, the other thing that happened was laptop sales had a resurgence, right? Like a massive resurgence in laptop sales, right? A lot. La- mass- I
1: mean, not even laptops. I would say desktops too, right? Look at the GPUs. It's the computers in general, right? Desktops. I
0: mean, I just mean like desktop computers. Like I mean, like computers that run desktop operating systems just got a burst, like a surge in 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 and purchases and such, in like. Demand, right? Like, just everybody was want, like, wants to use these computers. Like, they want new laptops, new desktops. People want to, like, the GPU shortage is mean, just part of it. But like, like hardware shortage, like everything. Like, people want these desktop level parts for desktop computers and that means windows most for the most part
1: people want real uh, computers which is why people want real computers they want they want real computers the launch 10x in an environment where everyone's basically needing desktop windows is uh short no one's gonna buy it right
0: no exactly like everybody wants desktop windows everybody wants desktop windows apps right they want to they want to run windows stuff they want to run excel or whatever uh, but yeah so that's like the sort of the the lead up to this sort of announcement, I think people are some people are a little surprised that we you know we're getting a windows eleven right but i I don't think it's it, it it makes sense from Microsoft's perspective they want to capitalize on this new resurgence of interest in in desktop computing right uh like or just desktop operating systems in in general, like a resurgence in that uh so they see an opportunity and now we have. They also have an opportunity to fix a lot of the issues with Windows 10, right? Like a radical, well, not radical. Radical is the wrong word. They a m- a more thorough, a more in depth sort of redesign of uh, uh, operating system paradigms, right? Like sort of.
1: Well, I mean, it's like the big certification of Windows, right? For good and bad, I think we'll get to. But it's like really, like it's. I, I think Microsoft has now realized, which is something that's good. You know, I'm happy they realized it. That like you. There are core ideas that have stood the same since the '90s for a reason, right? It isn't that oh, this oh, having a central menu of your apps and documents is a bad idea. It's like that's a solved problem. We don't really need to reinvent that. Like I think a lot of Windows 11 is like, okay, we'll take these solved problems and we'll just make them better, right? Or we'll like tweak the things that aren't solved to try and make them, you know, to the same level of other core UI paradigms that are pretty, pretty good.
0: Right. And like so, so I guess start with the with, with I think the biggest. Like the most thing that you'll see up front is is the visual redesign of of UI elements, right? So starting with with the most the biggest Windows thing is is the this redesign of the Start menu, right? Uh, so they moved the Start menu to the center of the taskbar, right? It is more like Chrome OS or Mac OS now, right? Uh, you click on it, it, it brings up this this menu, right? That looks like a Android launcher to me. Uh, it just looks like a large Android launcher.
1: It looks like the Microsoft launcher on Android. If you if you see screenshots of it, it looks very similar to Microsoft launcher on Android. Okay.
0: Okay, so yeah, like I'm looking at the screenshot of 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 this new start menu design. It, it I mean, I'm fine with it. I don't have a problem with it to be honest. Like that's basically what I want to do like with the, the way I use the start menu now in Windows 10 is I have a bunch of stuff pinned that I that I launch from and like in the start menu. That's that's basically what the start menu is for me. And I just hope, like, this is just, this is fine. Like, this is a little minimalistic, but I think it is, it's a good, good redesign of the start menu. And redesigning start menu is always a fraud for, because it's the UI element that every Windows user is going to use all the time. So you have to be very careful that you don't, uh, that you don't do what you did with Metro. Everybody remembers what happened when, when, when they tried, uh, Metro. Uh, it, did, it didn't go so well. Uh, You can't, you can't, can't. I mean,
1: also live tiles are dead too, but I said, I won't, I won't talk about, won't talk about windows. I think it's, I mean, it's,
0: it's sort of important, but I like uh, live tiles have never been useful to me personally, to be honest. Like they just, just never, like I, like from a UI design perspective, I can see the appeal and I can see how they would have worked on a windows phone device but on a desktop I, I people don't really care about that sort of information surfacing in that way and if they
1: do a widgeting systems
0: way better right widgeting like, system would be better and the only most of the time the most like personally anecdotally speaking is like the information they care about is like the date the weather Right. Like, not, I don't even want the news on there. Like, why? I don't, I don't don't care about that. So it's like, and and those functions can be served better by widgets and lifetiles are sort of half, like, they were already dying by the time Windows 10 like sort of arrived on the scene. Like, they're sort of half assed in Windows 10 and basically nothing uses them except for a small assortment of Apps that are actually designed for the lifetime system. It's it's very, very very few apps actually.
1: Well, the thing is, Microsoft never exposed lifetime APIs to Win32 apps, right? You had to be UWP.
0: Right. You have to. Yes. Yes. You have to be a UWP app to use the lifetime API, which means basically most of the day-to-day applications that people use, that I use, do not in fact support. well because there's no point. Like the. There's no point in redesigning for, for that specific niche functionality to most Windows developers, right? Most apps don't, don't really benefit from. It. Uh, so, so it's dead. It's gone. Uh, it's, it's gone. Uh, bye. Uh, how do you, like, I don't know. You don't use Windows. I know, but, um, how do you, how are you feeling about the sort of the central moving the, moving the, like the taskbar into the central location? Like moving the icons to a central uh, position, like that in in Windows. Like, I mean, it makes
1: sense, specifically since screens are getting wider and bigger, right? Like, I think, I think the UI paradigm, especially if you have an ultra wide, like, or even if you have like a thirty inch monitor, right, twenty seven inch. I feel like having to throw your mouse to a corner is not as natural nowadays. Like back when it was like you know a twenty inch, you know, eighteen inch CRT, fine, but with with a huge monitors, especially ultra wides, like. It it makes more sense to keep it in the middle. I feel like that's a more ergonomic way place to have it.
0: I I agree. I agree. And like uh, to be clear, for right now there is an option to move it back to the left corner. Right? Uh, I'm curious, like what what's gonna happen? Like are are most people gonna move it back to the corner, or are people gonna stick with the center? I it's gonna be interesting to see how that plays out over time, like how people adapt to that. But I do think yes, it's it is in general, a better idea. Uh, what else What else has changed? Like, look, look, a lot of, like...
1: Well, so there's a, there's, a, there's a whole UI thing. So I think we'll talk about it. Yeah, like, what is the
0: name? Do I have a marketing name for the UI?
1: No, it's just WinUI. It's this UI library called WinUI. At Build earlier in the year, they announced some changes. They also announced some more um, at a developer event after this. So the big thing, I think we mentioned it a little bit back during Build when we touched upon, if I remember correctly, is that, when UI, a.k.a. the nice UI components, a.k.a. the ones that work with the accessibility systems, ones that scale and high-resolution monitors, all of that no longer require UWP. So you can put it into a Win32 app now, right? Like the entire UI system here is is independent of how you make your app. I mean, given if it's, a, if it's an Electron app, like, you know, hey, only so much you can do there. But if it's a native app, you can plug in WinUI however you want into it, meaning that there is no longer really an excuse for apps to kind of like, Look old and dated. They still will, of course. But uh, apps to, apps.
0: I mean, apps to use their own UI frameworks. Like, so I know a lot of that Windows apps that use uh, custom UI frameworks, or like they use GTK or even Qt. Right. Like for sure, there are like there are like Windows is a, like Windows apps use all kinds of shit.
1: But like now, it's like it's solely on the developer. Right. It's like it's their choice now you're no longer being forced to use uwp for multiple aspects you can if you'd like but you don't have to use uwp anymore like microsoft is literally and like i said foreshadowing a little bit microsoft's like bro fucking i don't care make the fucking app (laughs) you want pwas fuck it you want android apps fuck it you want win 32 fuck it you want uwp fuck it just make the app it's microsoft's real method and they're like the you can now have a consistent ui regardless of how you built your app which i think is a a good thing for how Windows developers tend to work um, outside of Electron, but Electron's bad.
0: Uh, one of the like the big redesigns is obviously the settings uh, settings section uh, panel in uh, in Windows. Uh, this has been a point of like whatever people talk about Windows, 10, and they're like, yeah, the settings things exist, but there's also the old hashtag old control panel with design straight out of the two, early two thousands that still exists by the way like the old control panel still exists it's not gone it's still there uh they still haven't managed to rip it all of it out and replace it with this new design but this new design is there uh there's a new looking like a there's the dark mode looks better uh the way the dark mode works now is that it's sort of bore like it's very semi-translucent right like it sort of uh takes on the background of the if you if it's like if it's if it's just a window on top of your wallpaper it'll take on certain, certain sh- like hues of the wallpaper
1: yeah it's window tinting like how mac os does now
0: yeah window tinting so which is just cool you know that's 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 nice uh but i think in general like i think the, the way that they're Designing the layout of the new new settings menu is 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 pretty good. Like the way they put categorizing things.
1: Yeah, uh, it looks I, good. Yeah, it looks 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 good. I mean, think about a settings app, right? It's it's not if it's good or bad. It just needs to not fucking change. Like, we'll take System Preferences in macOS for example. Do I think System Preferences in macOS is good? Hmm. No. I mean, Do I, does it has now. it not changed in twenty years though? So I know how to navigate it. Yes. Like, that's the better thing, right? Like, in the settings app, it shouldn't really change layout unless you add new items, of course, right? But, like, redesigning the settings app, like, this is the Android problem, right? Like, how how the fuck do you find... So, people who use Android, how would you clear the cache of an app on a OnePlus, Samsung, and, like, Google phone? Right. Like, it's just, like, it's all these different layouts, and it's... A, a nice layout is best. A consistent layout is better, <laughs>
0: you know? Yeah, I I, I think... Yeah, like one of those things is at least they are doubling down on the the way that the the new setting systems is designed, and they're they're sort of architecting it better uh, to have better categories. Uh, It's just, I guess, it's a little bit disappointing that there's still the leftovers in the uh, in the old old like old system, right? Like, I I guess that sucks, but it's. I, that just the windows i guess I, I i don't know what else to say about that it's just windows like it's just the thing you deal with windows is that if you use windows you know you're gonna have to deal with some shit that's left over from the early 2000s um or even earlier like it's just it's just but i
1: mean a lot of those like power user settings right so like for example one i mean well it's something you probably do but like i think setting static ips takes you back to the old control panel like how many people do that outside of right?
0: I mean, I, I don't even do that I actually. I don't. I rarely I, like. I don't do that. But like, yeah, yeah, it does. Like, it's it's not great. Uh, like, Setting DNS servers, I think, also will take you there. But also, I can set DNS servers using PowerShell, so I actually don't use the UI. And at also, all. like, who's doing uh, that, right? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, it's Windows sysadmins probably. But like,
1: other than that, but they also have configuration tools for that, of course, right? They have automated con-
0: configuration tools like uh, like GPOs and all that other stuff. So they they don't actually use the UI for that, uh, but yeah, uh, the UI is still there. But this new UI, I think it, it looks pretty good. I think there's been an icon redesign, right? There's been this new icons uh,
1: everywhere. There has, yeah. There's a new icon design language. Um, although I have a question too. Um, file Explorer, how? What do you think about it? What do you think about the redesign of it?
0: Okay, this is this is actually I was actually getting to the file explorer, but this is, this is good. So. I know people complain about the ribbon in the current iteration of the Windows Explorer design. And my thing is I never actually use the ribbon. Like, I just ignore it completely. Like, you can't just ignore it completely right now. Like, I don't ever use the stuff. Like, I never click on the stuff in the ribbon stuff that's there right now, right? Like, I never even expand it to, like... Do anything with it. Like, I just don't like, I know people complain about it, but it is not. I think, I think one of those things is that the ribbon is not really a great interface for the file explorer, right? It just doesn't like really work for the file explorer. I feel like maybe it works for certain power users, but I feel like for most people, it's a, it's too complicated. It's, it's, it's most people don't use it. Most people probably right click and do stuff that way because they're used to it. And I think getting rid of the ribbon. And replacing it with quick functions like they did now, I think is a much better idea. Overall, like I, I, I would prefer, yeah, that, that's much better because I don't use like the ribbon can go. Like I don't, I won't miss it because I never use it, and it never. I don't think it made much sense outside of like Windows, like Microsoft Office, right? Like the office was where the ribbon originated, and I think that's where it should stay because I don't think it works as well as it does in, in File Explorer, as it does in Office.
1: Right. And this new bar, by the way, it is a when UI component. It's called the command bar. Basically, the usage for it is to mix a toolbar and a menu bar together. Like, that's the intended UI for it. So there's other apps. It's like a standard layout. Any app can put one in there.
0: The only, only thing I don't like is is the, uh, the three-dot hamburger menu or whatever. It's the three-dot... Uh... I mean, that's, I guess that's, that is modern UI design at this point. I, I, like, that's just complaining about where the, where the wind is blowing, but like, it's, it's, it's hiding stuff in there, right? Like, it's, it's, it's the click it.
1: I mean, hey, so at least it's not Safari. It could be
0: worse. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm okay with, I like the new icons, icons that they're using here. Uh, I like that they like put like this most common functions up front, you know, that was always sort of like the thing with the ribbon is that it put, like the most common functions up front but also ribbon had a lot of extra functionality that most people never would have used right uh so this is cool i think what i think i'll have to wait to actually use it to to like really say what's what's like what's if it's like good if there's weird issues or whatever but so far like i'm okay with with the ribbon you know just just going away that's 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 fine um uh, what uh, what else? Like the the I think the snap layouts thing is important to talk about. Right? Oh yeah, like snap, absolutely. Snap layouts is very important. I think this is actually cool. I like this a lot. Is snap layouts? Is this? Um, I think you hold like you hold or hover. You just hover over and, uh, the
1: uh, maximize button. You
0: hover over the the uh, maximize button or uh, the ma- uh, so uh, like you hold you hold hover over there and it'll pop up this little grid of. Uh, common, um, layouts of how you people most arrange windows, right? And you can click on one of those and you can, you can drag apps to the, the required positions that you want. And then you will just, you know, windows will just do the thing, which is good. That's, 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 I mean, that's, 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 that's how you want this to work. There's no reason people need to manually, we are manually arrange apps in, in, a, in, in a very common layouts all the time. That's, that's unnecessary. The computer can do that. Right. Uh, and I think that it's, this is a good snap layouts. I don't know. Utilities like this exist on Mac OS. I actually have one of them installed. Um, uh, magnet is one of them. Yeah. Yeah. There are, there are a couple of them uh, for sure. I, I have one of them installed.
1: And you used to be able to do this with keyboard shortcuts too. Yeah. You can.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, most of the time on Windows, I, I do uh, Windows side by side. Then I use Keyboard shortcuts like with like Win key arrow key left, Win key arrow key right. Like it's like it makes sense, but I would love that this is actually like a UI element that you could just hover and have these these nice layouts. And this is especially important for people with uh, as as more people have larger monitors and multiple monitors. This this is going to become uh, like a very nice feature.
1: Well, yeah. also for touch too, right? Because if you if you have touch, how do you know keyboard shortcuts? Exactly. So if you're using like a exactly, surface, having exactly. a, a you know nice one you could know, touch on to do so is a is a good way of, of exposing that perfect
0: yes exactly and one of other uh, another things like sort of dimension is that when you when you have multiple monitors, especially with a laptop setup, like you have a laptop uh and you plug it into uh an external monitor uh and you you set up windows like in a separate in a separate layout and you unplug this layout, like gets saved like it 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 does like the layout doesn't like the apps don't just show up on your on your laptop monitor right. So if you plug plug the laptop back into the monitor, it will go back to that layout, right? Which is it, which is just like one of those things that I think Microsoft people who work at Microsoft, uh Windows realize like, wait, this actually sucks. Like working for a home using a laptop with an external monitor with Windows actually sucks a lot because every time you unplug your monitor, all your windows gets like jumbled or rearranged and it actually really messes up your workflow, right? Like you, you're in this in the, in this workflow and it all gets messed up. So now it, the, the, it's it's smart it, it knows how to like deal with that situation where you unplug, like an external monitor or you don't right like it's, it's...
1: yeah and there's like other features like smaller ones too like this like for example there's one um battery saving vrr support basically meaning that if you're on a laptop of a vrr display it's gonna just ramp down for power reasons right so if you're not say you're the computer's open you're sitting on the desktop right and you're not moving it like you know it's idle before it turns the screen off the timeout to go to sleep, it'll actually ramp down first the the refresh rate to prolong battery, right? So if no interaction, no video is playing, it's static, well, if you're like reading a document and you haven't scrolled, why do you need to be running at one hundred and twenty hertz, right? Why not run it at twenty or whatever the lowest bound is because there's no movement it, it's imperceptible to you, and it saves a fuck ton of power. Yeah, I, I, I
0: just like that's, that's it's like a lot of these small quality of life features, right? Like a lot of quality of life improvements that really happens when people are using the operating system daily, uh, constantly in, in these all these different ways that you run into all these, like, quote unquote, edge cases, not really edge cases anymore. Uh, but yeah. And the Xbox app is, I mean, we have been using this version of the Xbox app on Windows 10 for a while, right? But this is the, uh, hashtag new Xbox app. Uh, it's fine. Uh, it feels a little slow for some reason on Windows 10, at least like the version that I'm using on Windows 10. It's, it feels a little jank. Uh, I'm not sure why it feels slow. It shouldn't be slow. Uh, but it does.
1: Well, they're bringing in Game Pass, uh, Cloud, sorry. Xbox Game Pass, Cloud Stream, Game Pass Ultimate—what <laughs> was oh the name God. of it? They're bringing that natively <laughs> it. to the app. Just uh, call it bro.
0: Like, what is the shit? I'm just gonna keep calling it Xbox because, like, Microsoft is apparently like you have a good name and you just throw it in the trash. Like for some reason. Oh, speak about good names being thrown in the trash. Cortana's gone. Oh yeah, Jesus. Uh, rest in peace to Cortana. Um, she she has uh, she has she has died and went into the AI heaven um really i i mean i think this is fine like i i think nobody used it like nobody used cortana like i i just think it just it just died because like they just never quite really figured out a good way to implement i don't like people talk trash about siri but siri is like miles ahead uh what it like what, well I
1: would also say too Siri is also useless on mac o s like it's just, I've she is useless never on mac it OS, once but, on
0: my mac that's true I guess on a desktop operating system it doesn't make us i mean there are certain use cases, but like for the most part, that's like the, the assistant the voice system is not as useful on a desktop as it is on like a phone or a tablet or or like a like some sort of speaker like it's just not good, and Microsoft never had the phone stuff going or the speaker stuff so it's just dead uh, because no. They didn't get a platform. There's no platform. There's no Cortana. There's no Cortana integrations. Nobody cares about it. So,
1: but I think we should go back to the gaming for section for a moment to talk about some of the better changes. So specifically, and I mean, well, HDR on Windows has been a hot mess. It, it is. It is a very is very much a hot mess. But Microsoft is bringing two features from the new generation Xbox consoles: Auto HDR and Direct Storage. To me, if auto-HDR, it is essentially an ML model runs on a game to make it automatically run in HDR, and on the console side, it works great. Like, Titanfall 2, for example, gets free HDR with auto-HDR, and I've played it before on even my monitor's HDR, but also, like, our bigger TV in our living room has, you know, it's a Dolby Vision monitor, or it's a monitor TV, and it looks great. So, the HDR machine learning models Microsoft has is actually pretty good, and I think applying that to PC games is good. Um issue is did they fix hdr support in windows i hope they did <laughs>
0: we will find out i mean it will it will like well, this will this is one of those things that we have to really wait to till the 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 final code is in people's hands and so people can actually test this stuff properly like yeah cuz it's not it's not in
1: any of the uh, it's not in the beta right builds
0: now. uh it's not in the beta builds so is direct storage is also not on the beta builds so direct storage is is is, is as you mentioned the xbox uh, storage API that makes use of a uh, fast PCIe express, uh, NVMe storage, right? Like, so the, like, you, you need like a PCIe. Gen 3, Gen 4, you know. Gen 3 or Gen 4. 4 is just, or like, just, a, 4 is pretty new, but. Uh, those SSDs are starting to come out, right? Like for PCIe 4.0 is starting to become more more of a thing, and those 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 SSDs are becoming more... Like, they will come down in price, I'm sure.
1: I mean, I hope this drives the price on SSDs, because I... I, I mean, it probably won't because of fucking Chia, but I hope it would, because, you know, game devs, I'm not saying that they should maybe start requiring SSDs, but I wouldn't be opposed, right? To them, just saying, "Hey, the consoles have SSDs now. If you're on PC, you know, you 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 need an SSD as well to play sure. the game." I, I uh,
0: it's it's just this is like a direct integration, like sort of layer, right? Like it's it just makes. Accessing data off of these fast storage, like it optimizes storage access, like data access, remove CPU overhead from it, basically. Yeah, so it is. It's it just makes like it just makes these NVMe drives actually useful on 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 specifically for for video games, right? For video game data streaming. Uh, This is another one of those things that of uh also like auto hdr we will have to wait and see the final code for this ship it is not in the beta releases so people cannot test
1: we also have to wait until games come out that support it too i think
0: i would imagine halo infinite probably first pc game to support it probably halo infinite will support it uh i would imagine microsoft will work with some other developers to get it you know gets gets get support for for direct storage uh, we will, we'll, will, I'm a Halo, yeah, Halo, we'll see how fast those, uh, maps load. Uh, so, yeah, direct storage, cool. Uh, I think the widgets thing you mentioned, we should briefly mention the widgets. Uh, they just, uh, I don't know, I, I've always, uh, whenever, I, whenever I see a widget system, I'm like, I don't know, man, It's, it's it seems fine, like, it's, it's, it's widgets, like, I don't, I don't, uh, it's not very exciting, it's not it's not particularly like I and the the real question is how many people are gonna actually develop widgets uh for Windows? Uh that's that's the
1: I feel like widgets on any operating system, it's like something that some product manager puts on their PL chart as like this is increased engagement. Like I feel like it's a feature driven to increase engagement and not to, for actual usefulness. Right. Like it just
0: feels a little yeah, uh, there's a new uh, Microsoft Store design, right? Like the store got a. There's
1: little- a whole new. I think I so yeah. There's a whole new store, um, and specifically, is it going to be better at
0: installing apps and games? Okay, <laughs> <Because> <laughs> people it's are already not-
1: testing it. But the thing is, the reason it is, you don't have to rely on Microsoft CDN anymore. So, so like, there's a, there's a lot going on with the store.
0: There's a lot going on with the store. Yeah, the store is a big deal.
1: Um... So, basically, like, the biggest change is you can put any app in the store now. You can put an app that uses a third-party payment integration, except for video games. You could use a, uh, your own installers. You can do regular EXEs. There's no requirement for pack how you package the app. Basically, it's just, like, a repository for better and worse. But apps are in the store now because of that. Like, in the Windows 11 preview, Zoom, OBS. Adobe Software, a bunch of stuff is now going into the store, so it's I think it actually might become useful
0: I think it's this is actually a very good thing because right now the Windows Store is kind of useless because most apps are not in there um, they also can't install half of them <laughs> you try you know, to do it's it. it's i mean that especially for especially for large things like games sometimes it's hard. the Windows Store kind of fucks up those large downloads like I know people have trouble with Windows. Store and Microsoft Flight Simulator, which is like a pretty big game. Like it's it's not great right now. So I, I really hope like this this sort of focus of the Widow store and it being able to just act as a storefront for all these different apps and different like as you mentioned, like the revenue thing is important where people can use their own payment processes, payment methods, and they don't have to give a cut to Microsoft, which is an incredibly that that's a shot. Except for games
1: though, which is important. Well, I should say there's a caveat to this. So the game split is eighty eight twelve twelve Microsoft eighty eight to developer, but Microsoft is allowing third party app stores. So you could technically, so if you're Ubisoft, you could put UPlay in the Windows Store, and then just sell it through UPlay and you bypass Microsoft entirely. Right,
0: and that's right. Right. I mean, you can you can do that, right? So if you're big enough where you you have your own store, you have like you your EA or Ubisoft or, or Bethesda. Um but that we'll just put it on the Windows Store. Why would they? Um right now. But yeah, like, yeah, so it's 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 incredible for people because it's like I mean, in, in some ways it's not great because it's like Adobe's gonna be like the reason Adobe's on here now is that they can use their own updater, right? They can use their own everything. So they, they they can put their shit on like you still have to use the garbage Adobe Creative Cloud shit. Uh but you know uh it's better to have one place to install the garbage apps than to have 10 different places where you install garbage apps from you know what i'm saying
1: well it's also too like who do you trust for policing it too right do you trust google's own search algorithm when you google an app name right or the central repository that microsoft has some financial incentive to not let be a malware ridden hellhole? Mm -hmm.
0: sure yeah that's that's another point right and i and I would love to have one place to install apps from. Like to be honest, like it's not great to like you want to install ten different apps on, on Windows. You have to go to ten different websites. Uh, it's not great. It's it's not it's not it's not ideal.
1: Um, you know, it's amazing though. You could, in theory, install Epic Game Store from the Windows Store and then install the HIO Store from the Epic Game Store to get your looted unspeakable games.
0: Which the store in a store and a store. That's 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 so good. I love it. That's, that's PC the gaming, stores, baby. That's <laughs> the store the storeception, yeah yeah that's that's very good that's 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 the freedom of windows bro uh so yeah i mean no lots of freedom right like the this is one of those things that they mentioned they were talking about is that more more freedom for developers to do what they want with their apps right to sell other apps or like distribute their apps how how they want to right
1: yeah they're basically like people are going to make money on windows with us or without us so we might as well get involved even if we don't get a cut from it
0: right if you don't even if you don't get a cut like you you now have developer a goodwill right like you have developers are more incentivized. Developers will feel like, hey, if I, I can if I can do my own thing, or I can use the Microsoft Store payment APIs, and Microsoft can take their cut. But at the same time, they're like, okay, if that Microsoft thing doesn't work out, I can move to another store or or not use my own system. Right? Like it's it gives a lot of developer fear, like goodwill uh, over, and that means that developers are more like likely to actually interact with the Windows Store for once uh, and hopefully that'll be better for for people who actually use windows day to day
1: also i do want to talk about the store app itself and why it's so good now the new one so i sorry i'm breaking the world we're talking about windows phone um the developer called rudy hen he made apps called such as six tag or six gram, um six snap and um i think he made a youtube app as well basically he was the, the guy who was behind the windows store was the guy who made the best windows phone apps. He made clones of the Instagram app, clones of Snapchat, clones of the YouTube app, and they were spectacular. And Microsoft bought, uh, hired him, Aqua hired him. And he is actually the person behind the entire Microsoft store redesign. So that is why I have faith in this. Because I've used this person's software news and indie dev, and it was great. Like the Instagram app that he made was, is still is better than the official Instagram app. It always was, right? So because of that, I at least know that even though there's, like, company bullshit going on with it, the person who runs it knows how to write quality software, right? Like, he has written quality software that people have used. So, at least there's, there's some faith in, in that. So, one of
0: the big things that comes with the store is the ability to run Android apps. Uh, this, is, this, is, this is the big one, right? This is, like, sort of like a... This is, this is, this is Microsoft going, hey, you want to run apps? You can run Android apps. How about that? Right. Like it's sort of like just like they don't care that it's an Android app as long as it's, you know, runs, it's running on Windows. It's run through the Amazon App Store, which is my big, big question is that I know the Android App Store has Android, a lot of Android apps in it, but a lot of Android developers don't really maintain the Android, uh, the Amazon App Store version of their apps. Right. This is a common problem that I've heard about is that, uh, People like you, you buy uh a, a app or if you if you get an app free from the Amazon App Store and the developer doesn't update it, you're forced to just switch to the Google Play Store version because the Google like Google Play Store version is actually be kept up to date by the developer because the developer doesn't care about the Amazon App Store. So will will this force or will this incentivize? Android developers to actually start caring about maintaining...
1: Well, you can put them in directly, though, into the Windows Store. So, it's just that th- this is the first partner for, like, third-party app stores. But you can sideload APKs or just put it into the Windows Store. So, if you say... This is gotcha, right? Microsoft just wants gotcha money. Let's be real. What All they want is gotcha money. So, if you're, say, um, I don't know, Cinevalis, whatever fucking Yoko Taro's new game is, you can just, like, put it directly into the Windows Store and get that sweet gotcha money, you know? Yeah,
0: I... Uh... Yeah, I just like, I, I mean, this is fine. I don't like, it doesn't matter to me, but I know a lot of people are like, Hey, there's this one app that's only on Android and I like, I need to like use it to control my lights or whatever. Uh, if, if I could really have it on my desktop, that would be great. You know, uh, you know, for that reason, like, you know, I hope this is good. And I hope this is good and just in general, just because it makes things more flexible for people. Right? Like if you want, if you really, like, if if you if there is like an Android app that's like much better than the web app or whatever, you know, like a podcast to, app, right? Like you have Overcast the, on the, the Mac, right? You know? Yeah, yeah, like you'd you run Overcast on your Mac, like you know, like that kind of thing. Like if if you really want to use some Android app that's like better, like for the desktop version or like the web version, like you want to run that. Why not? You know, what's 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 stopping you? The computing computing power is there. You can emulate this shit. Like, let's do it. Like, let's, let's make it happen. Uh, and I hope it's I hope it's decent. Uh, I hope this gets more traction. You know, like, the Amazon App Store thing is you know, whatever. But like, you know, I hope that just means that. Maybe Google will care. I I don't think they will, but maybe they will.
1: Well, the reason they put the Amazon App Store in is because Amazon has um, replacements for Google Play services. So that's why you can't just say bring your Android app to it because then there's a lot of dev work, right? That goes around it. Yeah, I
0: guess that's true. Yeah, like there's a lot of Google stuff like Google, like, uh notification stuff, right? Like integration with the uh, push notification system, APNS, no not APNS, APNS is Apple. um uh, like, Google... or G push or whatever, something like that. G- G- Google push services like uh, Google Keybase, Google Analytics stuff, right? Like this is, like all like where if you with stuff in the Play Store, you get other services that you can integrate with. So and you, you can integrate it with Google Play Store, like play Play Store services A- APIs, right? Like the Play Store services Service, so like it's it's not yeah that's that's true that's a good point actually right um so that's the thing I'm I'm excited I'm 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 not excited I'm just like curious how this is gonna work when all this actually comes out is this gonna be one of those things where there's gonna be a couple apps that people install and run from the Amazon App Store and it's not gonna be a, really a big deal but there's a God, we're talking about chat apps. Of course, we have to talk about chat apps. Uh, do you want to talk about the TPM thing before we get into chat apps? I feel like the TPM.
1: No, I think we'll take a nice break. We'll we'll talk shit about my people, and then we'll go to. Uh, I think we'll go to TPM. Okay,
0: we can talk about the TPM thing uh, later. So uh, there's a new, uh, new chat app in uh, in Windows 11. We're getting, we're getting uh Microsoft teams integrated straight into windows and this is as Joseph will say teams for life uh which god it's such a dystopian name uh it's it's uh it's Microsoft teams but not just for people working in an enterprise office uh it's 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 just chat app it's, it's, it's just it's just it's just Microsoft's just like hey use this to message everybody you know, that's, that's what they were saying, right? Like, this is, like, their iMessage. Because you can even do SMS through it, which is right. funny. Yes, which is... Nobody knows how that works yet. They haven't specified it. They haven't specified how that actually works. Like, how does that... Like, do they have, like, some sort of SMS gateway where, like, they send the message through SMS in, in your contacts and then the contact gets, like, a link to join a Teams chat or whatever? Like, is that what, how that works? Like, I... I don't... I, nobody actually knows how this, this works, and it's not in the beta bells right now. Uh, the team's integration, rather.
1: Um, right, and the best part about this is... I think we need to start with the fact that my people's dead. They killed my people. My people
0: is <laughs> It's such a statement. My people <laughs> is dead. Uh, my people for the people, I guess, like, I don't know, uh, maybe uh, not so, so shades of brown listeners want to realize the long-running inside joke that's my people, I guess. Like, it's one of those... Kids of Brown Bingo Card.
1: Every time a Windows update would come up, we're like, "Why is my people here? What the fuck is the point about my?" Let me see. I'm actually gonna see what episode can I find when we first talk about my people. That's a great question. People. um, Okay, Uh, 120. We're strange computer people. Um, My people. Let me see here.
0: I feel like it's a hard term to search for because, like, it just has the word "people" in it. That's the
1: episode ninety-one we talked about. My people.
0: Oh, nice. That's a long time ago.
1: Ninety-three. We apparently also talked about my people.
0: Of course we did. Basically, it's been a long. It's been a long-running joke. So, my people was supposed to be some sort of uh, context-based integration into Windows that would let you. Essentially, like, the the whole, the, the whole dream was before it n- went absolutely nowhere was that uh, other chat apps would integrate with this API and you could just have contacts and you could message them with whatever chat app they were using. They, if, they, if you want to send an email, if you want to send what, like WhatsApp, you want to send a Skype message, you want to send whatever, like, all these apps would integrate with this My People API and you could just say, like, talk to people, right? Like, that was, like, the dream of this, this, I, this idea, this is that—that was the idea of this, of this whole thing, and it absolutely went nowhere. Nobody cared. Nobody integrated with my people. It just fucking died. Like it just sat there when Windows Ten, just sort of like this vestigial. It's still thing, there today. You could. It's off still my there. I, you just have to disable. You just disable it. It's. It won't show up. It's just there, and they finally, finally got rid of it and get, it gets replaced with Microsoft Teams, which at least, you know, is going to be more useful, right? Like, I mean, I don't have I don't, never used Microsoft Teams, and I hope I never have to. But it is going to be more useful than my people.
1: It's, it's hilarious, though, how Microsoft thought to themselves, hey, we could either fix Skype or turn Microsoft Teams into a consumer app. And the turn Microsoft Teams into a consumer app is what won.
0: listen, Listen, Microsoft Teams is already fucking huge, bro. Like, why not go all in? Skype is also huge. No one uses it, but people do use it. Skype is huge, but it's not, it's not the huge in the way Microsoft Teams is. Microsoft Teams has. Ridiculous buy-in because they, they give it away with Office 365.
1: Listen, if you have your family in Microsoft Teams. So, please add these, me. all these,
0: all these corpus. No, no, no. Listen, this, this is, this is, this is the thing where they're, they're, they're strategizing here is that you get used to using Teams out of your workplace and then you start using Teams to talk to your friends at home. You know, like they, this is the thing that they're they're banking on is that you get so used to using Teams that you want to use Teams all the time. That's which how, is how
1: fucking high were you? How fucking <laughs> high are you for? Listen, if whatever you were smoking <laughs> to get that, I want some. I, <laughs> yeah. I that's a shit idea in my listen, life. Listen, I'm
0: just marketing. Microsoft marketing. You can just hire me. Like I have all the good ideas. Like like that's that's like the idea, right? Like the idea is that you. You already know what Teams is. You use it at your workplace probably because your workplace probably uses Office 365 because it's Office 365 is so huge and like it has so much like momentum and it has this, the Teams built into it and you're using Teams because it's built into Office 365. Like if you have Office 365, like why would you pay for Slack? Like you're just looking at it. You're just, why not just use Teams? Right. Uh, so you're just using Teams and then you go home and you're like, yeah, I could use, you know, Teams. Sure. I know how to use Teams. You know, I, Skype, who cares? Skype, it's, it's in the past. Skype, Skype isn't cool anymore. You know, Teams is cool. Uh, said, said nobody except Microsoft, self, exact. Um, but yeah, like Teams is here and it's here to stay. Uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, depending on what, who you are. Oh my
1: God. Yo, you know, you know, they've had a meeting where they pull Phil Spencer in, right? and and someone from the window side looks at him oh and no says, re- replace so, xbox
0: live chat with no no with no the not, not
1: they're like how do we <laughs> synergize game pass with microsoft teams <laughs> jesus fucking christ
0: <laughs> to change party chat into teams you know you know like no Ashley, please do not do that please that's an Xbox party. When you
1: DM someone in Xbox on your Xbox, it's like someone would like to start a meeting with you, conference. Oh can we have God. a one to one on uh, the gameplay uh, in Overwatch? <laughs> uh,
0: uh, you know, can you get this gaming conference on on the road? Ah, uh, God, just just so bad. I, I don't know. Like I'm, I, I, whatever. I, I'll just I'll just be like I'll just disable it and never never launch it. You know, that's that's just how it's gonna be. So let's talk about let's talk about one of the most. I guess this is this has become a talk. Like, this has become a talking point and a sort of point of contention for this release. All of the stuff that we've been talking about, like, it's been pretty positive overall. But I think this TPM thing has sort of put a little bit of a, a little bit of a damper to the whole affair. Uh, so, so there is, uh, there are some system requirement changes for Windows 11. So that before getting to the TPM thing, like, what are the hardware level requirement changes for Windows 11?
1: So it's very, it's very funny, firstly. So you need, 8th gen or newer Intel, I believe, or 7th or 8th gen or newer. Intel chips and I believe some Ryzen first generation or newer. And the funny thing is, you might be saying, wait, doesn't Microsoft still sell a Surface that uses 6th gen Intel? And yes. You can buy a <laughs> Surface Studio today that is technically not compatible to be upgraded to Windows 11. Which is fucking hilarious to me.
0: That is that is hilarious. That's a, I think Microsoft just forgot about the, uh, the Studio product and... uh that's, that's, that's what happened.
1: Panos got in a meeting about it. And he's like, wait, we haven't updated it. Panos is like the, 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 like two generations ahead at his house. He's like, we haven't shipped this yet. What the fuck? <laughs> it's bad, though. Yeah, so
0: so there's, there's some hardware requirements, right? 64-bit only, right? I think that's the thing also. It's 64-bit only.
1: Four gigs of RAM is the base now. It's actually really important for cheap computers. Because now, you might be asking, are there still computers that ship with two, with two gigs of RAM? Yeah, $200 Windows laptops. They'll come with 2. And listen, whatever me ever debates me and Satic have over if 8 or 16 is the base minimum. Whatever. We can both agree that you don't go below 4. 4 is the bare minimum. <laughs> right.
0: 4. Like come on. Like 2 like li- like my my browser takes up like 2 gigs, bro. Like I I don't I don't know how uh, it's it's uh, 2 gigs is atrocious. Uh, 4 gigs minimum is cutting it very close. Uh but yeah. Uh Sure. So four gigs of RAM. And one of the, the biggest, I guess the biggest one that people have been getting a little little salty about is is the requirement to have a trusted platform module chip or a TPM uh, chips on, on 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 your Windows eleven machine. Now the problem with this is there's multiple problems. I mean there are there are problems that are not actually problems, but people like it's it's a problem for if you're a DIY person that you build your own computer, uh a lot of a lot of the motherboard BIOSes don't turn on uh, don't turn on a TPM by by default. Like it is in the firmware, it's in the Intel firmware. If you have a Newer, like you mentioned, what was the seventh generation Intel or eight generation, seventh generation?
1: Well, any computer since twenty sixteen, so any um has been required, yeah, to have TPM with them. Any
0: computer since twenty sixteen has a TPM. It built into the firmware of the management engine or whatever the Intel calls it or whatever AMD calls it. They all have their own unique name for it, but they they have it in, in And the, the thing that you need to understand is if it's enabled, you can enable it in your BIOS and firmware. The, you can enable the firmware. The TPM firmware in your BIOS. You need to check your, you need to check your BIOS settings. And now the thing is with DYY motherboards, that's probably, you probably be able to uh, implement it. But a lot of like these pre-built sort of systems that are a little bit older might have TPM disabled in the BIOS and no way to enable it because there's no setting in the BIOS to enable the firmware, which is a problem, right? Now this just makes the hardware kind of useless, like it going forward, like it's, if you cannot enable it, you, uh, you either hope there is a header on the board, which probably doesn't, where you can put a TPM, external TPM chip in. Uh, but my board, uh, I haven't got into BIOS yet, uh, to check if I can enable a hard, like a firmware level TPM. Uh, but I do have a header on the board that can, uh, put a, have a dedicated TPM chip in. So if, if all things come to fail, I can actually buy one of these TPM, TPM chips and put it in there, uh, so it's. I'm not completely out of luck. And The motherboard is. It was expensive enough at the time to
1: have that. I think brings up why though, right? Like it brings up why do we need this?
0: I the why yes why are we why is Microsoft rather not us, but why is Microsoft insisting on a TPM? Like what well, what is what does TPM do?
1: It's all about keys. It's all about firmware keys. So think of it like this: a lot of ransomware attacks now the firmware level, you know. It's not just like software side, but it is, you know, full system firmware exploits that will usually take advantage for ransomware and other forms of malware. And so that means that if you have a TPM, you can, you can, I think, I think relating it to Apple stuff is maybe something that's a, that might make a little bit more sense here. The T2 chip on old Macs had hardware security keys on them, basically for boot, because secure boot's also the requirement now. You can no longer turn off secure boot and actually boot into Windows. So boot keys... Windows Hello keys, right, for login, um, keys for updates, you know, security validation of updates. Those sorts of things, right, are are also hard drive BitLocker keys, right, for encrypting for BitLocker.
0: Yes, hardware BitLocker, yes. Yes, BitLocker.
1: All of that is basically now a requirement because it does objectively increase the security, right? It reduces the attack vector when you have a hardware level protection because you sort of need hardware level to the machine at that point, remote attacks are a lot harder when you have these TPM chips on them.
0: So, yeah, this is one of those things that a lot of people probably do have TPM, it's just not enabled in their BIOS. And that's the big problem, right? A lot of people don't know how to... It's it's... Like, the BIOS is not really a place most people think about uh, and interact with for most of the time, right? because why would you? Like, most people don't interact with the BIOS at all. Uh, So... It's not great that a lot of PCs that probably have TPMs don't have it enabled, but don't realize that's the problem, right? Like, it's going to be a pro, it's going to be an IT support problem for sure going forward. Uh, like going forward as Windows 11 is released to the public and people try to, you know, looking to upgrade, like, it's going to be a problem, like, it's going to be a support problem for Microsoft, for, for OEMs, uh, like. People are going to be calling, people are going to be going to do computer shops, going to be like, hey, I want to run Windows 11, but it, it says over here that I don't have this TPM thing, right? Like, how how do...
1: Well, isn't the bigger problem the CPU floor? I mean, the CPU floor because is... Because yes. Intel mean, it's, is... It's, 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 that's it's 2016. Right. <laughs> Literally, 2016 was when that gen of chips came out. That's a very... So for context, you can install macOS Monterey on 2013 Macs, Right. Like, it's weird that Microsoft is now dropping that much compatibility, and it seems very aggressive.
0: But is it a hard record? Because the, the hardware software requirements, this a CPU core, great, like, the hard floor is greater than equal to two cores, and speed greater than or equal to one gigahertz. Like, there's nothing about...
1: Clean installs fail. Clean installs fail. If you use the Insider build right now and try and do a clean install, it will fail on, on, these, um, on, on the machines that are not supported you can Microsoft's letting you upgrade with the insider builds even if you don't if you don't meet the requirements as a like a hey you can still test it out but when they basically say it won't let you upgrade later on in the year i mean of course you can modify the installer probably like probably a way to get around it but
0: probably, probably. i mean this is one of those things i don't like because it's going to lead to people like really trying to basically modify the bonus installer and that always leads to a lot of problems uh like it's going to be a support nightmare for sure going forward it's going to this the c- c- talk of like how much hardware gets left behind that's perfectly capable of running Windows 11, right? Like all the hardware that's perfectly suitable, like perfectly capable from a resource perspective of running, running, running the, running the operating system, but just cannot because of these requirements. Like I, the TPM requirement included, like it's, it's a little bit. I, I I understand why people are mad, right? Like this is going to cause issues for sure. Like it's just, it's just. I I don't know, you can't really Microsoft cannot really work around these issues the way that they're moving with this. Like the way that they are going forward with the security thing. Like they are, they made the decision, the explicit decision to force TPMs here because they think it is important to protect against firmware level attacks. Um, which is a decision.
1: I mean, I think it also helps stuff in the future too. if you go back to
0: sure, and this is a long-term feature. This is a long-term move, right? Like this is a feature This is a move that you make to increase the overall security of the operating system going forward. But right now, there's going to be a lot of pain. Uh, going like the, the beginning of this life cycle of the, of the Windows eleven life cycle is going to be painful. Um, because of this, right? There's going to be a lot of People are very angry, but that they cannot upgrade to Windows 11 for whatever reason, for any of the, or the hardware reason or the TPM reason or whatever. Like it's it's going to be a it's going to suck. People are going to have to buy new hardware. It's going to not be great.
1: And Microsoft's going to OEMs are loving that right now. You know, it's be a big marketing push. OEMs are
0: OEMs and OEMs are like, "Oh, that's uh, that's good. We can sell new hardware, right?" Microsoft, I'm sure OEM, I'm sure it's it's a thing that they thought about. Is like this, this forces a new hardware refresh cycle f- uh, for a lot of people who don't didn't need to do a hardware refresh. So it's it's going to cause consternation and anger. Uh, but long term, this is probably the best thing that they did. Probably, probably a good idea that they it, it, like, it, we, like it's, it's, it's a long-term move. Uh, you take the reputation hit now and you worry about you, 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 take, you get the long-term security benefits.
1: Yeah, because like I was saying, like, some features you can add. Like For example, like, I think the reason that desktop Windows has not gotten the swapping of system partitions yet, like how Windows 10X and Mac OS and I think Android does it now, is like what hardware chips could you guarantee to verify the integrity of the you know, OS you're swapping to? Right. What do you do? A Windows update? Like like those kinds of things, you know, for faster updates, but you need some kind of guarantee that's hardware level that you're swapping to a good known partition. Right. And you're not just swapping into something that's been compromised there 's a lot of stuff moving here,
0: and it is going to be a little bit as always with with when these large scale changes happen it's going to be a little painful
1: so there's another one too yeah the uh this one you speak you speak a little bit more on it because i don't you
0: know i haven't used windows in a while i i mean i don 't actually like, to be honest it's 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 a thing that 's popped up in the news. Uh, Windows 11 Home will require an internet connection to complete the setup process, which means I would assume that it require it will re- like I'm assuming because I don't actually know I haven't used the dev builds or a thing. Uh, I don't have access to the dev builds, uh, and I'm not planning on installing any dev builds on Windows 11 because this is my primary desktop operating system. I don't want. To, I don't want. I don't have another. Windows machine to install this on. To be honest, Windows Eleven will require a internet connection. So I don't, I, I don't know if this means it will also require a Microsoft account to log into uh, at at launch, like at at setup rather. Like if you if you have to, you if you have to use a Microsoft account because if it, if it requires an internet connection. In the leaked
1: build, you had to. There is no option to do a local only account.
0: So I, I don't know if that's going to change because this is, has caused some, uh, consternation for sure. Uh, I, I don't know. Like I have been using a Microsoft account with my Windows install for since the Windows, uh, 8.1 days. Uh, so I, I, I I'm not really like in a position to complain because I will be using a Microsoft account anyways, like, it's it's not really a either or for me. So, it's going to be a problem for people who really, really do not want to use a Microsoft account with their Windows PC.
1: But then again, it was one be the kind of people who'd probably be pirating Windows 10 Pro any or Windows 11 Pro anyways.
0: I I'd assume so, yeah. Like, I, if you're the kind of person, like, Windows 11 Home is, like, I, it's still weird to me that they do this weird sort of segmentation of the market here. Uh, but, whatever. Uh, you know, Windows 11, 11 home, eleven pro, like just why just not have one Windows eleven SKU? Like not one, but like why not have one SKU for all consumers?
1: Come on, because because uh, consumers don't need BitLocker. Isn't BitLocker
0: only available in, in the pro versions? Uh, that's a good question. I actually don't know. I really, I, I've, I've not used the home version of Windows uh, ever. Actually. Uh, as long.
1: I mean, I guess that makes sense. If you're if you're getting the 2080 Ti, you might as well get the pro version, right? Windows, like, come on. Yeah, <laughs> like if you're spending 2080 Ti money. It's not
0: really like the Windows license is not the problem. You know, like the 2,000 GPU is the problem. Uh, so yeah, like it's it's not great. Well, like I, I'm not just some uncertainty here. I'm not sure if it's just a beta bill thing. It's gonna get mm, removed or fixed or you know amended in the mm-hmm. in the uh Release bills Another one of the things.
1: So let's wrap up. I guess there's not much. Well, actually, I got to dunk on someone real quick on Twitter. So I forgot the tweet. I was actually going to link it, um but I'm dunk. I'm. This is me being upset at strangers online again. Welcome to the new segment. Latest, latest segment of our podcast. Someone took apart some of the new UI stuff and found web code in it, styling CSS. And there's this weird sense of like in the Linux circles. I've seeing going around. People are like, oh. Windows 11 is based off of web tech and like yes, yeah, someone of when UI isn't like is like gnome styled. isn't like gnome. That's what I was use, about to say. That's what I was about gnome to say exactly. Web
0: tech, like, gnome what is CSS what for is styling.
1: It? So for all What's you Linux nerds out there who are like, oh, there's CSS in Windows 11 for the UI stuff. It's a web app. Get fucked. Stop using Yeah, So gnome. what?
0: So what? Who cares? Who cares? Like this is that is not the problem. That is not a problem. Like see, actually, that's actually a good thing. That means that more people would probably be able to do UI because css you know it has a lot of people with existing knowledge base in in css it's an existing language that has a lot of like a large community like web developer like it's it's the thing like why make a new language you could just use css and it does it's it's for styling why not use it for Web styling and also for desktop UI styling. Like, listen, a, listen,
1: they can't hear you and your rational arguments because also still not configured.
0: <laughs> oh, <my God>. okay. <laughs> let's wrap up before we start losing all for Linux listeners. Uh, so, as always, uh, show notes are going to be on two shades of brown.com. Uh, feedback you can send to via email contact at two shades of com you can find me on Mastodon at packetcan at 10forward.social and on and all my links are you know, on com. and show us uh where do people find you on the on the web, you know, the web, the thing that's called the web.
1: Um yeah, so computer talks. Let's talk about desktops. I actually ended up picking up a M1 Mac mini. Um and the thing is like it was it was like I didn't like you know, I didn't just, like, buy a desktop for shits and giggles. I was just kind of, like, they have the back-to-school sales, and then I was able to trade it in, and I had some other discounts going on. Um, so I was, like, ended up being an upgrade without me paying anything. So I was like, fuck it. Why not? Let's go desktop life. And I guess I got I to gotta, I gotta do a public apology here, you know? my This is my apology YouTube video. I fucked up, period. Oh, my God. <sighs> I think I was wrong. I think I was wrong about talking shit about desktops. You know it's nice? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> having something of enough space so the fans don't blast also m1 so the fans won't blast also i have how many things do i have plugged with no adapters let me tell you how many things i have plugged with no adapters One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight. Ten. i got ten different things plugged into this computer with no adapters Incredible, truly, truly revolutionary tech. My dongles, I, I have so many dongles. <laughs> I'm, doing no, I'm doing nothing with my dongles right now.
0: Just, just put the dongles in your backpack. You, you use them for when you need to travel with a laptop or whatever. Oh, you're right. You don't have a laptop anymore, but you know, if you need, if you need to, if you buy, if I end up picking like a cheap up iPad, right? A cheap iPad is this like <laughs> cheap laptop? You know, like you gotta need those dongles at some point. So you know, don't throw them away. Just just put them away in a, in a little little bag or whatever. But yeah. Welcome to the desktop life. It's it's pretty nice. Uh, it's it's pretty
1: good. Uh, also, M1 life is pretty nice too. M1's real nice. Oh yeah, yeah, M1 life is good.
0: I I, I love my. Uh, we I've talked about my M1 Mac. It's 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 good. It's good
1: shit. Yeah. Um. With that, then you can find me online at at chosefind at dot X Y Z find on Twitter and my website chosefind. Website it still hasn't been built because I have not taken the time to theme my WordPress theme. <laughs> um, but with that, bye.
0: <laughs> with that, goodbye. <laughs>